Welcome to Health Currents Radio. I'm Ellen Goldsmith, your host. This show is all about transforming your life through your health. We're going to meet people who've done that, give you the resources to work on it, and share information that inspires and motivates you to make positive changes in your life. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. Hopefully, most of you listening out there are sure to eat real whole foods every day. And if not, today you will meet Ann Gentry, whose restaurant, Real Food Daily in the Los Angeles area, has been serving up plant-based menus for 20 years. And today we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about food and health. Ann Gentry is a visionary pioneer and food educator. For two decades, her restaurant's Real Food Daily has established itself as the leader in the green food movement. With locations in Santa Monica, West Hollywood, and Pasadena, and a fourth outpost opening in LAX, that's Los Angeles Airport, International Airport, in September 2013. Real Food Daily is the premier organic plant-based restaurant in the Los Angeles area. Anne is the author of Vegan Family Meals, Real Food for Everyone, and the Real Food Daily Cookbook, and can be seen on the Dish Network and Verizon Fios on the Varia channel, hosting her own cooking show, Naturally Delicious. Anne has appeared on numerous networks, sharing recipes and inspiration about healthy eating and lifestyle. She is the executive chef to Vegetarian Times, and her recipes have been published in the Los Angeles Times, Veg News, Cooking Light, as well as other national magazines and food industry trade publications. Anne teaches, inspires, and blogs about everything green, from her culinary travels to her life as a restaurateur and parent, and she shares her invention of new recipes at www.realfood.com. Anne, welcome to Health Currents Radio. Oh, Ellen, thank you very much for having me. It's so great to talk to you. We first met when I think you didn't even know how to boil water. (laughs) (laughs) I did not. And look at you now. I knew how to eat, but I knew nothing about cooking. I know. And so you're truly an inspiration to those people who say, I don't know the first thing to do about it, right? That's what I tell people. That is not an excuse that I can accept. You can learn. You can teach yourself how to cook. Today, in today's world, you can learn from a lot of other people right there by watching your own television in your own house or go online, internet. You can do it. And cookbooks, cookbooks galore. You just, you can be self-taught. I suppose in the end, that is how most people really do learn, even though they might have the guidance of a grandmother or a mother or a professional school, but in the end, you're going to really teach yourself. It's true. And I, mean, I think the thing that you could probably share with people is that over this journey of, what is it, about almost 30 years, your diet has changed, and and your restaurants have changed, and trends have changed, and people's tastes have probably changed. So I wondered if you could share just the most important values that you hold in in determining what foods you serve and you promote to people. Well, that's a that's a big question. I know and that has a lot of parts to it. You know, my business and my personal food journey, in many ways, you know, have woven in and out of each other. I certainly never thought I would get in the food business at another time in my life. I didn't see that, and yet here I am. 
uh, you know, thank you for all the accolades of, yes, a pioneer in this green food movement, plant-based movement, organic food movement. And that came out of my own personal way of eating. And then, you know, one time I ended up in L.A. and I looked around thinking, why aren't there more restaurants like the restaurants I knew when we were in New York City together, where I had really, you know, learned by eating there and working there and then self teaching myself how to cook. So I like to say to people, you know, you're on a food journey, whether you know it or not. But I think that people that get very conscious about food and what they put in their body, it is a journey. It's changing as you change, as your choices change, because each step along the way, as you really start to clean up how you eat, not just the foods you're choosing to eat, but how you approach food and look at food and how you sit down at the table and eat, as all of that evolves and gets more and more specific, you're changing and your body's changing and we're all aging and we're changing. And so I really see it is this journey. And what I needed at 20 is not what I need in my 50s. It's different. And I think the ability and the willingness and the surrender to go with that instead of getting hung up in, I am this, I eat this way, that can get people in trouble. And, and, and for many years, it got me in trouble because mm-hmm. I was very rigid along with how I ate. <laughs> and so right. you got you to break all that up. And, and you can if you stay on your food journey. So it's a dynamic process. And, and what, are, what are the most significant things that you've noticed that have changed in, in your food journey? Well, it's, it's, yes, realizing that I need different things at different times in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly now aging, I don't need the amount of food that I used to eat. I look back and in my 20s and 30s, when I wasn't growing, you know, I have kids now, I realize, okay, they're growing. Physically, they're growing. Well, I wasn't really physically growing in my 20s or 30s, <laughs> though I was growing. Because Emotionally, mentally. But, you know, I ate. I can't do that now. So it's very simple now. And in my last cookbook, you know, Vegan Family Meals, I spoke to people about that, that the best way to control what you eat is cooking for yourself at home, whether you're your only family member or you're cooking for family and kids or friends or, you know, people that you work with. That's where you just want to keep it simple and pure and clean because you're in control. It's the nights out. It's the celebrations. It's, you know, going out into the world that you can explore and be more indulgent. But don't be doing that in your own kitchen and pantry. Keep it as simple and clean. And and for me, it's still all these years later, a whole grain, vegetable-based, plant, protein-based cuisine. I mean, that's worked for me. It's worked for my family. I've seen it work for thousands of people. And finding variety and balance within that realm you have to be very conscious about how you put it together, but it it can sustain you. And then what I find on the deeper levels, it's really nurturing you over and beyond just, I got fed physically mm-hmm. the food. Right. And I think people are seeking that out. So, you, you know, restaurants to me, especially plant-based restaurants like yours and other restaurants that I know so well from New York, and there's some in Portland, start to serve as like the big house, you know, the big home. And uh, you start, I, I would assume that you've started to see community building in your restaurant. Is that true? Yes. I mean, Real Food Daily now has been in Los Angeles for 20 years. You know, we're now looking at 
the next 20 years. And we have established ourselves as a place that people come for community, for education, for connection. We're a full service restaurant. We're offering people this plant-based, gourmet plant-based cuisine. And we're offering it to them in a great environment with, you know, hospitable service. I'm big on service. You know, because that's part of the whole experience. And with that service can come the education if people want it, the conversations that people have. I always say to my servers, their experience is probably very similar to the experience that we had when we worked at Whole Wheat and Wild Berries in the late 70s in New York <laughs> City. Your guests, your customers are coming in with a wealth of information and experience that can be shared and talked about. And my servers, who are just starting out, as I was all those years ago in that restaurant, to, you know, on their path, on their food journey, they get educated by those people. Now, you got to look at a lot of that education because there's so much swirling around out there. This is good for you. This isn't good for you. You should eat that way. You shouldn't do this. A lot of myths, a lot of, you know, just things that get blown out of proportion about, you know, what certain foods are. So, but I see young people, I just, again, look back at my own journey. You know, we latch on to that. All that is connecting to us and it's making sense and it helps start to shape it for right. us about, well, what am I really supposed to be eating? What is really works for me? Right. So there's a two-way street that you've got going in there, not only with the people who come in kind of seeking this food, but with the people who work there, who interact with those people. It seems that it's it's promoting this this sense that changing foods, staying healthier can exist in a social way with people where you have, you know, because a lot of times when I work with my patients and, and we're talking about changing to a more whole foods, plant-based type of diet, even if they're eating some animal food, you know, the big thing is, oh, dear, well, how can I go out with my friends? You know, how can I have a social life? But you're really talking about that there is a way to eat in community in a way that's healthy and not just healthy from a physical point of view, but also from a community and a social point of view as well, right? Oh, absolutely. And I think at this point, you know, that you know, this isn't a trend the way you and I have been eating for all these years and, and, and thousands like us. And it's, it's mainstream now. People get it. it. It's, I mean, I think of Thanksgiving, you know, a traditional meal, you know, an American meal with the turkey and the dressing and all of that. But more and more and more people are showing up to Thanksgiving meals with that turkey at the, in the center of the table. But so many vegetarian and vegan options for the people, right down to the gravy. The host mm -hmm. is making the non-animal-based gravy yeah. to, you know, serve her guests that she's invited. So, and I see the trend in restaurants that restaurants that are, you know, it's really appealing to the omnivore. They've got something for everybody. So, so there are a meat centric restaurant. You as a vegan, a vegetarian, a gluten-free person, you can come in and get something to eat. And it's way beyond just steamed vegetables, you know, with butter sauce, which didn't work for all the vegans in the world. Right, right. So, you know, everybody's sort of getting with you know, they're getting on the path of, yes, people are on a food journey. And as a restaurateur, people want to be able to serve everybody, just like at Real Food Daily. I pride myself on knowing that we're serving all kinds of eaters. Most people probably eating at Real Food Daily at any given moment 
are not vegan, are not vegetarian. Right. We're just on their roster of places they love to go eat because they want good quality food. So really supporting people in that transition to healthier eating as well. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, definitely Real Food Daily is a place you come if you want to go, how could I do this? And, and what is this? And we've managed to make it really satisfying, tasty, and delicious. And that's a hard thing to do in today's world because people are, you know, people's taste buds, if they're eating this, you know, global American diet with all the global influences between the salt, the sugar, and the fat, their taste buds are pretty dulled out. So when often they eat, whole grains, simple vegetables, you know, it's a little boring. It's a little not satisfying because their taste buds are looking for this big explosion in their mouth and simple foods from the ground, simply cooked, don't always do it for them. But if you stick with it and you keep eating this way, eventually that all starts to change and your blood changes, your taste bud change, and all of a sudden that has incredible flavor mm-hmm. and stimulus. So, you know, as more people are concerned about these chronic diseases that we know, we've always known are caused by lifestyle, but are just way up there on the tip of many people's tongues, you know, the epidemic of childhood obesity, the prevalence of uh, type 2 diabetes um, from poor diet and lack of exercise, heart disease, even cancer, you know, are people walking into your restaurant and really asking for almost advice on health? and food? Or do they have that kind of information at at their fingertips and they're saying, hey, I need something that has low glycemic or that meaning low, you know, low sugar levels, et cetera. Are you getting any of that in, in? Oh, yes. It's a mix of both. Yeah. I mean, we've had people come in that have just come out of their nutritionist's office and literally they've got the printout and they hand it to the server and go, I can eat this and I can't eat that. (laughs) Help, help me. You know, and of course it's all brand new to them. They don't even know what half the foods on the list that they can eat are. Right. So you have those people. I mean, I'm talking about the, you know, extremes of it. And you have people that, so they're coming to us, Real Food Daily, to definitely get guidance, get direction, and get a sense of community because they feel so alone. When you've been asked, say, by a doctor, and more and more doctors are doing it because they're getting keen that food is playing a big role in all of those things you just mentioned, as well as our overall general, you know, good health. So it's sometimes a lonely place people find themselves in. So I certainly think a restaurant serving this kind of food gives people a sense. They look around and go, oh, I'm not alone. I can do it. Mm-hmm. And um, then people are certainly coming, as I touched upon early, with you know extreme knowledge. And they're coming because they want this. They don't want that. You know, and you know they can get very picky about it. Right. But you know that's just the nature of you know, serving people in the restaurant business. And so, yeah, people come very knowledgeable about why they're eating with us. This is such a big topic. I mean, we could talk for hours about food and the restaurant is almost a kind of a clinic of sorts, you know, not in the, you know, dispensing medical advice, but a clinic in the sense of providing nutritional sustenance and, and therapeutic food for people, whether they're sick or not. But if you could you know, tell people out there, you know, people who are in northern Nebraska who may be listening or in, you know, a small town in in Louisiana who may be listening, you know, what would you say to them, you know, to get on the path to eating real food daily, so to speak? What would you talk about to them about starting their food journey? 
Well, the beauty is we have these things called grocery stores. And, you know, they don't have to be a natural food store. It can be just your local mom and pop grocery stores. I think there are still a few of those left out there. (laughs) As to the big supermarket. And we all know the story that, yes, the produce department is decreasing in square footage within the walls of, you know, uh, grocery stores because most of it is, you know, packaged, processed, canned, you know, frozen, uh, you know, food stuffs. But there is a produce department and there are vegetables and vegetables are so simple to come by and they can be cooked in all different kinds of ways from steaming to boiling to frying to baking to roasting to raw. They're there. There are all kinds of, you know, if you can't afford a cookbook, you have a computer, you go online, there's millions of recipes out there to tell you how to use vegetables in very simple ways. There's beans that can be bought at grocery stores and grains, whole grains. So it is there. It is accessible. It's just getting people to see that that's there and that's accessible because, of course, all those things that are in the aisles are colorful and bright and appealing Mm -hmm. and sexy and calling out to you. (laughs) And they're quick and easy to serve because it does take a little bit more time and effort to cook for yourself. But the payoff is huge Mm -hmm. in so many levels. You know, we're going to open at LAX, you mentioned, and they have just, in order to, LAX is, as a lot of airports across our country and across the globe because of the nature of how travel has changed and people spend so much more time in airports now because you've got to be on time Mm -hmm. and when you're transferring a big international airport. So the organization that I'm with at LAX and the LAX airport and the city of Los Angeles and a technical school in LA all came together and put this union food worker who'd been at LAX who, who works at LAX through this culinary program because mm-hmm. they realize that as what's happening at LAX, they're bringing in all these local food concepts. Real Food Daily is one of many. And we're about cooking. We're about preparing food fresh, you know, daily, as well as many of these other food concepts. So they knew that they had to take this food worker and train them and educate them. And so I was invited to go to the graduation a couple of months ago, and they had the first graduating class of this culinary program. And they had plucked a few people, students that were uh, graduating to come up and speak. And there was a woman who was probably in her mid to late 30s, and she said, this has been my adult job. My first job was when I was 18 years old here at LAX, and I was in a particular fast food venue, and I didn't know anything about cooking. I thought cooking was opening up plastic bags of soup and bringing it to a boil, opening up cans of beans. I've now gone through this culinary program. I know how to use a knife. I know about herbs and spices. And she started rattling off rosemary and thyme with such pride. I mean, I literally brought tears to my eyes because when she said, I've now taken what I've learned in this culinary school and I've now brought this back to my family and Mm -hmm. my kids and I'm cooking at home Mm. with real foods, fresh foods. I just realized, you know, the implications of this whole big program. It wasn't just about the success of these trendy LA, you know, restaurants that were going Mm. into LAX, that how it was reaching much further. Now, to the person in Louisiana and Nebraska who cannot go to a culinary school or, or doesn't have that opportunity, it's back to your local grocery store 
grains, beans, vegetables, online recipes. It can be done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful story. You know, just showing how, you know, that influence goes forwards and backwards out into the community, back into the family, also affecting this person on a real personal level. You know, I could spend so many hours sitting and talking with you about food and about what you're doing. And I just want to thank you so much for sharing today your food journey and what's happening at Real Food Daily. And may all the airports across the world have such beautiful programs that we get good food while we're waiting for those planes to take us home <laughs> to visit mom and dad. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Anne, could you just tell people how they could, if they want to be in touch with you or, you know, know what's going on with what the work that you're doing, how they could do that? Well, we're out there on all the social media platforms. Of course, the first is our website, realfood.com. And from there, you can find us on Facebook, Real Food Daily, on Twitter, Real Food Daily. I, too, at Ann Gentry, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and all the, uh, uh, you know, many of the other social medias. Um, what is it? Instagram, of course. You know, I have a teenage daughter. It's like, Mom, Facebook. No, thank you. I'm on, I'm on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> I think she's upset with me. I'm invading her territory now. Um, so it's fun and it is great. And we are out there daily, you know, talking about the educational aspects of what this cuisine is about, because I find as much as people want food pictures and recipes, they're really hungry for, why is this good for me? Oh, this has that. Oh, I should eat some more of that. So that's been an interesting, you know, thing to see out there that people are hungry for information about how to better eat in their own personal lives. Right. And I want to say, I think if people, if you have access to the internet, which you do, if you're listening to this podcast, you want to go to Naturally Delicious. That's Anne's cooking show on YouTube. You can, you can find it and you can see her in action and, and get inspired, you know, about cooking great plant-based food. So, Anne, thank you again so much for being with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I loved it. Anne Gentry, owner of the restaurant Real Food Daily in the Los Angeles area, just shared her thoughts on food and health along her food journey. Maybe you, too, are on a food journey to health, and you're navigating the twists and turns. So just as the culinary worker at Los Angeles Airport who was trained in cooking changed her food habits as well as her family's, you really can too. You'll probably enjoy the benefits of learning to cook and sharing good food with others, no matter where you live or what budget you're on. So I just wanted to share some thoughts and resources for you. First, if it grows under the sun in good soil or with good animal husbandry is whole, you can prepare it and then eat it. And that in itself can be a nourishing pleasure. Cooking really is a gift of life and pleasure that you give to yourself and your loved ones. However, if you've never learned to cook, and I say, please, someone bring back home economics and public school for everyone, then there are really lots of ways you can learn. I learned from so many people, my mom, my grandma, teachers from classes that I took, and most importantly, friends. So if you learn by doing, why not seek out someone whose food you really enjoy, food you love, a friend, neighbor, someone you work with, and ask if you can come over to their house and help them in the kitchen and learn some of their skills. 
I doubt they will turn you down, and there's nothing more fun for me anyway than cooking in the kitchen with people. But if you don't have someone close, someone that you feel you really can ask that of, you can learn online. There's so many wonderful cooking videos. So I wanted to give you some really lovely links for vegan and whole foods cooking and just good cooking. You can go to Anne Gentry's show, which is Naturally Delicious, and that website is www.veria.com slash TV slash show slash naturally hyphenated delicious. That's www.veria.com slash TV slash show slash naturally hyphen delicious. Christina Perello is one of my all-time favorites. She is an incredible, glowing example and inspiration on the power that our food choices have on our overall health and well-being. And she has this wonderful site called ChristinaCooks.com. That's Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, Cooks.com. And there's so many wonderful recipes, and there are links to her online TV show, And she specializes really in vegetarian without the dairy, but she does use some fish. So it's more vegan and fish, if you can get that kind of link there. America's Test Kitchen hosts a great YouTube channel, and they have lots of videos just about standard cooking and techniques, etc. Jamie Oliver, that wonderful uh, British chef, the naked chef, he has some good videos on how to chop an onion. I'm telling you, once you learn how to chop an onion well, you'll feel like you're a pro. And also cooking rice. There's nothing more wonderful than cooking perfect rice. Now, if you miss your grandmother or you don't live close to her, there is the sweetest cooking show on YouTube called Great Depression Cooking with Clara. I just watched her last video she was 96. She said, this is my last show where she shared how to make tomato paste and homemade tomato sauce. It's just so delightful. She's just the sweetest. So that's, uh, it's good. It's basic and good. You can also check out your local community college for classes, local markets, farmer's markets too. They often have uh, chef demonstrations at the farmer's market. And the United States Department of Agriculture has information if you are on food assistance through USDA SNAP-ED connection. And you can just Google that and you'll find a whole myriad um, array of recipes that uh, for people on a budget. And I'd like to conclude with a quote from Julia Child, who once said, no one is born a great cook one learns by doing. So I wish you happy doing, happy cooking, and happy eating. Until next week on Health Currents Radio, this is Ellen Goldsmith. That's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ellen Goldsmith. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you again to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. You can listen to Health Currents Radio and connect with us on communityradio.fm slash healthcurrentsradio. Find us on iTunes. 
Download us on the mobile app Stitcher or join in the conversation at facebook.com slash healthcurrentsradio. We want to know how you are transforming your life through your health. Special thanks to our fantastic audio engineer and producer, Jonah Gile Neufeld. 